1: Going on, everybody. Welcome. Welcome everybody into the Hump Day Hotline. Not on Wednesday on the Buffalo Rumblings VidCast. Yeah, you can't do the whole hump day thing today. I mean, I
2: can. I can. It just I mean,
1: hump day is hump day. Let's go. Sunday works. Sunday. Yeah. (laughs) Sunday works. Uh, on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, it's so good to be with you. My name is Joe Miller. I'm one of the co-hosts of this year's show. You can find me on Twitter, Joe Miller Wired, that over there is my co-host. Partner,
2: King. Yeah, we got. I, I got it that time. Like I figured that you was gonna <laughs> do the.
1: <laughs> I know sometimes I, I announce you, other times I don't announce you, and it becomes a little bit confusing for you. So it's just one of those things. But bro, it's been a minute It's been a couple weeks. How you been? You so you've been wall to wall this morning. So just the last yeah three men rush then chop up and now hump mm-hmm. take correct yeah yes sir. How is the? Uh, it been of- good. Yeah, it's been good. Conversation. Yeah.
2: Um so Sarah and Jerry, their show went really well. They were uh they they talked a lot about the senior bowl and kind of expectations of, of who they think the Buffalo Bills could be looking at or or so on and kind of how the draft should go. And then they touched on the Super Bowl. Uh with the chop up, we talked about, I mean, everything from the halftime show to
1: um, I watched the last 20 minutes. Yeah. So
2: yeah, we, we, we talked about you know, a pretty good show. I I do think that, that Bills fans are still healing from the loss. <laughs> uh it's bitter and for me it's bitter because you know as as we talk about often i'm here and and the the stadium is seven minutes from my house i can go outside and i can look at it and i've been here all week with all the festivities going on and the traffic and yeah yeah. it's just it hurts because you know you know that the team was good enough to be here yeah Uh. so yeah that's all but it's been it's been a good time i'm ready for hump day though man Uh, we haven't done this in a couple weeks now
1: yeah and uh before we get started so uh, nothing about this season was even right so i'm wearing last year's afc champions Ch- afc yeah. champions <laughs> that's, uh I you
2: tweet about that
1: <laughs> which which doesn't have the year on it right so it says afc Ch- so apparently we are perpetual afc east champions because there's no year we are just forever the afc East champions and then this year like new era does this and i don't and, and you're a hat guy like me right mm-hmm. so i know we're both hat guys and i wear rounded bills i wear flat bills i wear backwards hats i mean you and i are both hat guys this thing's got a gigantic crease on the mesh which i don't think you can see it's just cheesy and i just i'm so disappointed with the quality of this new era afc east champion and at least it's got the year on it 2022 this year but this is like you talk about healing that's like one of the things that i'm healing from it's just like give me a damn hat right give me a good like this is a good hat you just didn't put it anyway so i don't know i want a Super Bowl hat that's the hat I want. It was, uh, hats and things like that are fine and dandy, right? Yeah, and <laughs> that what Josh I, said. Yeah, because
2: he, he got tired. Of, he's like, yeah, we had been here before. We get to that. So yeah, yeah. I'm with him. I, I'm yeah. I'm tired of the AFC. AFC East hat. Give me give me a Super Bowl champion hat.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's get the F ring and get this thing done with. Speaking of comments, so, so we're going to talk some Bill stuff. We'll talk some Super Bowl stuff, I'm sure. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we'll just kind of see where the conversation takes us. But Stephon Diggs uh, has been in Radio Row all week this week and has mm-hmm. made some very interesting comments just as he was rightfully asked about the last game of the season and uh, just a little bit of turmoil or emotional not reaction but emotional whatever conversation between him and more him to josh because josh kind of ignored him uh the quarterback coach right uh, joe brady looked up and then looked down at Steph and josh never looked up but uh what was you, what did you glean from that what were your uh, you do your takeaways from that conversation this person said then i'll give you kind of mine
2: so to be honest with you i mean i took it as if um he's a leader and mm-hmm he his his leadership style is different than than others you know mm-hmm. um and there are several different ways to lead but his leadership style he's he's passionate he's vocal and um he wears his emotions on his sleeve I don't think that that equates to being a diva I just think mm-hmm. that his leadership style is communication out loud like you know you got some guys that are quiet and they say i'm gonna lead by example I'm gonna you know do what I do I think he's kind of both he goes out there he plays hard he practices hard he prepares hard but then he speaks hard in certain mm-hmm. moments too. Mm-hmm. And I just think that, um, you know, if it's me, I want a guy like that on my team because I want to be held accountable. If I'm, yeah. if I'm not doing my part, I want you to come to me and say, yeah. man, Spence, look, I carried you last week on a hump day hotline, man. You got to do better. I, like I I need, I need you to to communicate. <laughs> right. And, and uh listen, I get it. I've, I've been fighting with people for the last week and a half about Stefan Diggs on really? Twitter and on other platforms. Man, they call, they're calling him a diva. Uh, somebody compared him to Antonio Brown yesterday. Um, exactly. Exactly. And more. There's been several different examples that I can point you to. And it's just like, y'all y'all really got to stop with, with all of these, you know, because if, if he got up there and he would have said, oh, no, everything's fine. I, that was nothing. And We were just, uh, you know, it was like I was asking him the next play. That's all that mm-hmm. was. Then everybody would drag him and say, oh, he's he's lying. Why can't you tell the truth? Yeah. Give me give Stefan. Don't change,
1: please. Definitely don't change. So Antonio Brown. Right. So if Stefan Diggs in that Cincinnati Bengals game had taken off of his jersey and ran down the sideline and threw it in the stands because he was and he was noticeably visually upset. Clearly, he's making that moment about himself, right? He's making it about himself, and that is the definition, to your point, of a diva. That's what a diva does. A diva doesn't give a crap about the team, doesn't give a crap necessarily about the win, the loss, anything. It's just more about me. It's all about me. That's what a diva does. The the pointed things inside of this conversation that I felt like was bullseyed to your point, like don't change, Bullseyed was... You know, first of all, I mean, he did talk about his own. He, he, in a roundabout way, talked about the things that we were doing that was working. We had a formula early in the season stopped working, which you can infer. He was talking about the fact that I was in the game plan and I'm Mm -hmm. no longer in the game plan. But that isn't even what that moment was about. Like what he said was completely this week in radio, radio row, completely team centric. Like all the stuff we went through, the shooting. Kim Pagula, the snowstorms, John Murphy, Damar Hamlin, you you name all that stuff, and this is how we want to finish, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and then to say that, like, I watched the game back five times, trying to figure it out because this wasn't us. Like, this, this wasn't our team. This isn't who – like, we went out there after, all, like, all that, and, like, this is what we did. And I watched the game back five times just to try to figure out what happened because it was – I'll put words in his mouth – it was unrecognizable. And I think that's how we all felt. To me, there was a measure of, I felt a little healed after I heard him talk. I was like, yep, yeah. yep, got it, nailed it. like, yep, that, what, what he said. Put that on a billboard in Buffalo.
2: And see, to me, when I watched him, it's like, oh, so the players feel what I feel. Mm-hmm. Because, because you you also see like so there's a side of it where um, some players obviously it's their job and they are passionate they but it's their job. Mm-hmm. So then you like you see guys like DaQuan Jones go on Twitter and he's joking with the fans and he's mm-hmm. just now it doesn't mean that he he wasn't upset afterwards. But I'm yeah. what I'm saying is you see that side of it and it's like man these guys uh, I guess they're over it already. But then you you see Stefan Diggs and he's now this week doing radio row and he's still talking about it like man it's just unrecognizable and and it's like oh so so me having these emotions are okay because like, I still see the players having these same emotions. Yeah. I, I want my guys. And I said, I said on the, the chop up, I said, the thing about Stefan Diggs that I love is that. Yeah. It is cool to be 13 and three after we've been a fan of a team that's gone 17 years without making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's cool to be competitive every year. But the thing I love about Stefan Diggs is that he doesn't just want to be competitive. No. Like he, he doesn't, it doesn't feel good to just be competitive. When you lose the last game of the year, it doesn't matter. Yep. And he's at that point for him where it's like, look, I get it. We, we're we good. We're a good team. We, we were, uh, you know, like they pick us to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. They pick right. us to win the AFC East at right. the beginning of the season. Right. But I don't care about those picks. I actually want to do it. So I love it. I love
1: yeah, it. Same. And, it's, and, and it, there's inside of his emotional state, inside of his comments, inside of his expectations, and this comes back to your leader point, comes accountability. Accountability isn't a – We'll get him next time. You know what I mean? Like, and then never mm-hmm. mention it again. Sometimes having a guy in your locker room, that's like, that wasn't us. And if you're okay with that, I've got a problem because that was, it's one thing to get beat, right? It's one thing to go out on a football field and get beat. When you go out on the football field and you do what they did, good on him, right? Let, give him, give him a, a megaphone and put billboards in the locker room. Like let, let us never do that again. Right. It's, it was very, yeah. So I, I think you and I are in the same. I can't believe there's people out there trying to call him a diva over that. It went over the game. And his reaction or over Radio Row comments,
2: Both. Both. Because, because the, the, the reaction at the end of the game where he was standing in front of Josh, they're saying, like, you're putting all the attention on yourself. And and for me, it's like, so there's there's a, a good part and a bad part about the fact that there's cameras everywhere. Yep. So, like, it, during the game, it's, to me, have emotions. Like, to mm-hmm. me, you lost the game in a way that, like you mentioned, is not recognizable to anybody. Right. So be pissed off about I want you to be upset about that. But then at the same time, it sucks because there's cameras and, and everybody's face. And I'm sure at some point we'll even hear the audio from that because they have NFL films and they have all this other stuff where they got mics everywhere. So we'll hear whatever the conversation was. But the thing is, I don't, I don't care. Like I want that to be what my le- I want my leader to say, look, dude, everybody, we, we weren't on the level that we're supposed to be on. This is not right. Buffalo Bills football. Yep. And the, the the part I really loved is that he said, um, I forget which which show he was on when he said this, but he said, you know, for the first nine, 10 weeks of the season, we were winning and, and we, we were winning easily. We, we had a formula to do it. Yep. And then we got away from that. Mm-hmm. So to me now, I saw people saying that he was pointing that at Josh Allen. I don't know mm-hmm. how you could point it at Josh Allen. To me, that's saying to the offensive coordinator and that's saying to the head coach. You involved me the right way. You involved other players the right way you were using Josh the way he should have been used and mm. then we got away from that and so what's happened I don't I don't hear anything about that being um I just, I just don't hear any tension between him and Josh Allen but that's what that's what people are trying to throw out there and I just wish we would stop
1: yeah but but you've got I mean tension's gonna happen I mean if, if you're if you're that close if you're the close to the point of family we know how families are I mean family it means that sometimes i'm pissed at you right or sometimes you're pissed at me and it's just one of those things that you go through but you come out the other side stronger right i don't i don't know that i don't see this necessarily as, as a deterioration be no doubt says it was like Diggs was the only one that had emotion during that game they played like they didn't care. i don't think they played like they didn't care i think they played like they didn't know what it was hmm. were they not rope a i'm trying to think of the word like they were punched in the face from jump and literally at that point was just like i don't even know what to do now and and the, I don't, I don't want to say this. Uh, I don't remember if he said it or who said it. I don't know if I buy into the whole, the emotional tank was empty. We had no more, like we were just completely gassed. I just, I just can't, to me, Mahomes getting hurt. I said this to you before, Mahomes getting hurt on Saturday night in the, in the, in their playoff game. To me, you cannot even, I would never believe you. If you said not a single person, if you you, you told me only five players sent text messages to each other when Mahomes got hurt, no way. There was, I promise you, there was a flurry of text messages, right? Amongst that team. Oh my gosh, right? Like, this is it. If we win tomorrow, like, it's paved, it's made for us. There's no that right there, that rejuvenation, that energy, and that 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 brings alone. I can't buy that. Some of the players may be gassed, sure. Um, it was Jordan, right? Jordan was on with, who was Jordan on with? And they were just, oh, uh, it was Pat McAfee. Yeah, and they yeah, were yeah. talking about like the emotional state in the, in the sense of PTSD that who knows what some of them possibly could have been going through. I could buy, do you buy into that? I could buy into that, but to go the way that they went and then all of a sudden just fall off a cliff four games later.
2: I buy it. I buy it to an extent of because, you know, if you listen to all of those interviews from the moment the Mar the the the, the Mar Hamlin situation happened yeah, yeah. up until like every week, it still came up. Trey White was talking about how he can't even watch TV without like when, every time he closes his eyes, he still could see it. Right. Josh was talking about. So I, I, I do yeah. think that the PTSD thing was real. Right. However, I, I think, um you know, when you look at that last game, it, it just it doesn't make sense. And I think that's the part that, that's so frustrating to people yeah. like Stephon Diggs is like, yeah, we had PTSD, but we had PTSD for the four games pri- or the two games right. prior to that. Right. We had it against the Patriots. And guess what? We had two kickoff returns and we had Josh Allen making great plays down the field and we had, you know, so I, I don't know. I just for me, I, I guess. um the part that really, I guess the part that bothers me about it is not even it's not even the PTSD or the emotion. If they were flat, fine. You know, if that if that's the excuse and that's what it was, fine. Flat's
1: a perfect word. Perfect word, flat. Yep.
2: But man, I just it doesn't make sense to play at home. We've been mm-hmm. talking all year about getting the number one seed. Number one seed, number one seed. The NFL figured out a way to kind of almost have two number one seeds. Granted, yeah. yeah, we had to play the bangles, so the bangles are not. You know, I don't know. They're not. They're not one of the lower tier teams. So we had to play a good team. Yep. I get that. Yep. But we had home field advantage in the divisional round of the playoffs in Buffalo mm-hmm. with what's supposed to be our home field advantage because of the snow and because of the Man. like. So like everything. Like it, it's. It's. This is what we said we wanted all year. Mm-hmm. And then you come out and you put up ten points. Yeah. And and I got I got beat up for saying that this is on Josh Allen just as much as it's on everybody oh. else. Oh yeah. You. You can't be a top two, top three quarterback in the NFL, and put up ten points at home. You just can't do
1: it. I don't know. You no, know, you're you're not wrong. I'm just trying to. I mean, I'm I'm trying to think of. I want I want to pivot to, and it's a perfect segue. I'm just trying to figure out how to set it up. I mean, when you think about where this puts us, kind of as a state of the Bills, right, a state of the franchise. Do you want to read that real quick?
2: Yeah, RJ says the team was never right after the Monday Night Football game. He's talking about the, when Demar Hamlin uh and he said the Pats game didn't seem right. The Fins game really didn't seem right. I I'd slightly disagree about the Pats game. I think um it, it, the Patriots the Patriots weren't um I don't think the Patriots would have won that game either way. (laughs) You know, I think, I think the Buffalo bills. Now we got the two kickoff returns. Now who's to say that the offense still don't come out and score on those drives. It just happened on, on the kickoffs. And then, you know, with the the time of possession, you end up giving the Patriots more time to kind of do some things. But I think the Buffalo bills were going to, that jets game. I agree with you hundred percent, RJ. I agree with you. 100%. How do we, you know, we're putting Josh in, in the wrong situation where
1: yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, but- so the question I have to, R- to to RJ's point is leading back to what Dig said. I don't, I don't. Hmm. So Stephon Diggs says the first seven to nine weeks of the season we had a formula that worked. We knew how to win. We could go out there and win. And then after that, things changed for whatever reason. They changed. I think that Monday Night Football game, the Demar Hamlin game, is more of a bullet or a, 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 a not a bullet, but just a marker to give an excuse to the last several games and that it looked quote unquote different. I don't think it looked right before that either. Like there was, it Mm -hmm. wasn't like leading up to that game that the bills were world beaters. They were shooting themselves in the foot making mental mistakes doing all kinds of we talked about it you and i talked about it i talked about it on my shows you talked about it on your shows how long can this team beat itself and keep winning i mean it's a resilient that's that was the word remember we're just such a resilient team and they were resilient but i don't think it was like the demar hamlin game then everything was different i think it was different well from the second half of the green bay game is when things went sideways right
2: yeah you could I, i could say that um I think a lot had to do with – now, I'm not – I don't know this. I'm not a team doctor. I haven't Mm -hmm. heard this from any team doctors. I I think Josh Allen was concussed that second half of the game. Uh, Which
1: game? The Bengals game? The Green Bay – no, the Packers game. Oh, that's. Oh, yeah, that's very much possible. You know,
2: I think the same way we we saw Tua hit his head on the ground, Mm -hmm. Uh, there was a play in that game where Josh Allen's head slammed into the ground, and it just wasn't – he just wasn't himself. And then so – then Green Bay – you know ran on us and blah 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 but I, I just get, think they got
1: injured then they had the, sh- the elbow injury right
2: yep so yep. i think going forward he just he just wasn't josh. he just wasn't 100 josh uh so with that being the case i think for me i i look for and this is what i want to see during the off or going into next season i want to see um i want to see our offensive coordinator really develop a real game plan for josh allen Not just because he has a, I get it. Like when I play Madden with the bills, yeah, I I mean, I throw bombs to digs. I throw bombs and it happens. I I win the game 45 to 10. It's like, yeah, this is what the bills look like. But realistically, I want to see the slot use more. I want to see drag routes. I want to see screens. I want to see the running backs get more involved in the passing game. I want to see Dawson Knox be one of the top three, top five tight ends in the league because he he's athletic enough to be that. I want to see Josh Allen. I said this on Code of Conduct uh, before Naheem Hines joined me. I mm-hmm. said if Josh Allen literally was taught to take what the defense gives him on every single play – and I get it you're going to have mistakes. I don't expect him to be perfect. Of course. You take what the defense gives you every single play, he's going to win MVP.
1: Period. Right. Oh, yeah. Period. For sure. the que- but, it, but it begs the question, you know, when you think of the state of the franchise, state of the Bills – I mean, are the Bills in a situation? There's so many different angles and roads to go down as far as this goes when you talk about retooling and free agency in the draft and what the Bills have have to do. And I think we all agree the Bills need a number two with a slot to push Gabe to four to kind of bring that offensive wide receiver room back around. They They need a right guard. They need to move Ryan Bates back to left guard. And then they need a little bit of help just on defense here and there. Probably an extra edge rusher. Who knows? We'll kind of see. And then obviously we've got the cap issues. So all that. Understanding that we agree, all of us probably agree on all of that. Where are where is this team when you think about them now trailing the Chiefs and the Bengals, potentially the Eagles, right? I mean, it's no longer Bills Chiefs, Bills Chiefs, Bills Chiefs, best two teams in the league. Like, like you there could be a case made that the Bills are four or five, like on that list. And as much as the Bills, I think, are tied right now going into next year as the Super Bowl favorites, isn't that right? Like right I don't want to hear it either I don't know that that remains true I I feel like the bills listen I know what you're going to say you're going to say buns and and there's a measure of yes buns we both know how I feel about Derek Carr that I've always kind of like had a a thing for Derek Carr not that I think he's great like I don't think he's Josh Allen or Pat Mahomes or, or Justin Herbert anybody like that but the Jets with that defense with Brees Hall with with all the stuff that they added, they've got the offensive player rookie of the year. They've got the defensive rookie of the year. You had Derek Carter, that football team. And then you got the Dolphins. Who knows what they're going to be next year with Vic Fangio, right? As their, as their defensive coordinator, which is a fun story we can talk about. I don't know if you heard, the Eagles mm-hmm. hired Vic Fangio for, for two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to talk about that. <laughs> so we we get to the Super Bowl portion, we're talking about that for sure. Like, I, I don't know that the Bills are shooing to win the East next year.
2: Well, to, the, to answer the first part of that, I don't think – I wouldn't say buns to that. I think Derek Carr is a – I don't think he's a great quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback. Good. And Perfect. You we put him on them. a yep. team – yeah, and you put him on a team that has a couple wide receivers, a good running game, a, good a decent offensive line, a good, de- good – deep, very good defense. And like too. you mentioned, with the offensive rookie of the year and the defensive rookie of the year, they've drafted well for the last two seasons. So you add Derek Carr or you add a, a Jimmy Garoppolo, you, you add – a, a good quarterback yeah. to that type of team and absolutely they, they could be something to be reckoned with listen I, I think a lot of people are forgetting about the Patriots still you yeah. know I get yeah. it they didn't make the playoffs this year I get it it wasn't the best year for them look I, I still feel like they're they're all in, the AFC East was like this for most of the year mm-hmm. until the end of the year when the bills kind of pulled away and everybody else stayed here the AFC East is going to be competitive everybody's getting better everybody's drafting better the Patriots, I, don't, I think they need to to take that responsibility away from Bill Belichick. Mm. But
1: as as a coach, five years ago,
2: <laughs> yeah, they should have they should have took that responsibility. But but as a coach, I, I listen. I, I'm with you. It's not a shoe win. Do I think we're going to do it? Yeah, I think we're going to win it. But you know, Roy Collins says that Kyra's like cousins. You add Kirk Cousins to the New York Jets, mm. and I promise you, you don't want to see them. We play them twice. Kirk Cousins is not a bad quarterback, man.
1: And it's not going to be a situation. So don't, don't, don't anybody mistake what, what Spence and I are saying. It's not like, it's not like the Jets are going to bring in Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins or Jimmy Garoppolo and they're going to start waxing people 45 to three. It's going to be, no, no, no. They're going to win 13 games by less than seven points, right? That's what they're going to do. They're going to, they're going to be 17 to 14. 24 to 21, like they're not gonna be like world, they're not gonna be the Chiefs, they're not gonna be the Bengals, they're not gonna have this high powered offense. They're gonna have a team that's gonna basically take you to the carpet every single time they're, that you play them. And chances are they're gonna they're, you're gonna tap out. They're gonna they're
2: gonna they're be they're gonna be um the, the first year that the Bills made the, the playoffs with Josh Allen at quarterback. They're going to be a team like that where the Buffalo right. Bills, we weren't blowing teams out. We had, this, right. I think we had the fourth best defense in the league and we were beating teams uh, 21 to 14, 21 right. to 17. Right. It's going to be one of those type of years where, Hey, and you get Brees Hall back. Listen, I think the jets would have made the playoffs period. If Brees Hall wouldn't have got injured, you might be right. You know what I mean? Like Brees Hall, so they would have had the rookie offensive rookie of the year anyway <laughs> yes. if Brees Hard. it. Like, just, the Jets are drafting very well. They have a smart head coach. They have a very, very capable GM over there. Look, you just – look, we got to do something. This draft, we cannot miss. No. And we can't have it to be where we draft a, a guy in the first round like Kair Elam and we don't play him for 80% of the games. We can't have that. We yes. got to have – contributions from each of the guys that we draft this year
1: period so what what did you see so you're you were at the seed in your bowl yes so mm-hmm. um what did what did you see as far as and what are your thoughts just kind of you know first round second round third round for the buffalo bills i've got thoughts of my own not player wise but position wise that i would like to take or things i'd like to see but you actually watched so what 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 stood out to you players
2: well there were some great offensive linemen so mm-hmm. maybe, maybe great as a, stri- but they're very good offensive linemen. Yeah. Um, I think that the Buffalo Bills. Sarah, Sarah actually kind of talked me into something that I didn't, I still in a way don't want it, but it makes so much sense. I think Um, between rounds like two and five, mm-hmm. there's so much value there. Mm-hmm. Like you have so many guys within there where you could really build out your roster and, and have depth. So I think if the Buffalo Bills were to trade out of the first round, which I don't want them to do, I want a wide – like if there's a wide receiver there or if there's take like a, a top lineman that's still available, you take them. Take but him. if the Buffalo Bills were to, drive, were to trade back and get a couple extra picks in that second or third round mm-hmm. and then be able to get – you can get two offensive linemen in the second round. You can right. get uh, – so I, I do think that that's something that's possible. Uh, there's a few safeties that, that were really, really good. I have a draft crusher on one guy, but I have to look at him a little bit more. Because mm. uh, I only saw him that weekend. I don't watch yeah. much college, so yeah. But um, uh, Shamari Shamari Connor from Virginia Tech. Mm. He 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 hits he hits hard. Mm. He's always around the ball. He mm. uh, I think he lacks a little bit of athleticism that we normally would see. At, like we're used to Jordan. We're used to yep. Micah. Yep. yep. He's not Jordan. He's not Micah. Mm. But he's very very good he's always around the ball it didn't matter if it was a run get, a run play or a pass play he mm-hmm. was around the ball and and to me as a safety you want to see that he's he's putting the hammer down so um you know there there was some good there were some good observations um a couple good running backs you know i don't know if the bills are you know we're i think we're gonna miss out on on motor mm-hmm. so if motor does leave and uh i think if they draft somebody there's a couple that can be found in that fourth the third fourth round that that can come in and contribute but like i said bean has to hit this year man he has to
1: Bean has to hit i believe and i think you do too that they can we you and i did a we did a show where we went through and and proved that when they need to when they want to they can hit on draft picks and then when they start drafting project guys with big upside and great character it gets a little bit flimsy um as far as that goes because they have the luxury of doing that i i, I don't think that either of us would ever sit here uh together and say that the bills have no shot it's over Oh, it's over. Mm-hmm. The Bills have no shot. I think the Bills still have the pieces. The Bills still have an incredible nucleus of leaders. They still have, and a lot of people are out on them right now Sean McDermott. They still have Brandon Bean. They've still got Josh Allen. They've still got Stephon Diggs. They've got, and they've got young, talented players in James Cook and some, even Khalil Shakir. Some of these guys. I think, I think what it comes down to when you talk about the state of the Bills in 2023 the chiefs the Bengals, the eagles and we're gonna play the eagles this year uh Mm -hmm. well it is this year 2023 this year um and then the up the the upcoming you know dolphins and the upcoming jets i think what it comes down to is whatever the lack of focus was whatever the lack of preparation whatever the misses were in the back eight games of the season they're not going to be able to do that stuff like they're going to have to execute like and, I, and I'm going to say 2020, but I'm more talking about offense. The way the 2020 offense executed, where it was almost flawless at times, they just did whatever they wanted to do, whenever they wanted to, but the defense is going to have to show up. They're going to have to play, I'm going to say Patriot football, sound Eagles. The Eagles a lot of times play that way. They just play very sound, fundamental football. They're going to have to tackle better. They've been a horribly horrible tackling team. I mean, agree, disagree that like it's in front of them. They're just going to have to get serious about it.
2: Yeah, no, I agree with you 100 percent. You know, it's it's just it's just a tough, you know, as a fan. But then also now covering a team it's like it's yeah. just frustrating when you watch and you, and you I, I don't know. I, I do want to bring in yeah. one comment in from Ralph, yeah. Ralph Wilson, senior here says, how about Eric B replacing Dorsey? Same coaching tree McDermott came from. Um, I personally don't think we need to replace Dorsey. Uh, But I want your opinion on this. Uh, There's been a lot of talk about the Bills needing to move on from our defensive coordinator, move on from our offensive coordinator, Mm. figure out something. Um, How do you feel about this? And and then I'll tell you why I don't think we need to replace our offensive coordinator.
1: Perfect. Uh, Yeah. So uh, the Bills hired a defensive assistant, a senior defensive assistant, uh, which, you know, that's probably me getting what I wanted. So we'll start with Leslie Frazier, which I said to you, I either want Leslie Frazier gone or I want a fresh set of eyes, Right to kind of mm-hmm. begin to see angles somebody from the outside that isn't seeing because when you get, you know how it is when you get into it and it's, we're all in this together. Like you start and then somebody on the outside's like, what about that? And you're like, Oh, I didn't even think about that. So hopefully that's what that guy's going to bring Ken Dorsey. Um, we are not privy to, to what happened on this football team through, through the season. We don't know. It was in the comments. Somebody was talking about, I can't remember that they were doing a lot of play action and they were doing a lot of motions and stuff like that. And all of a sudden they just stopped like, mm-hmm. Like the offense changed, and it went from to, to Stefan Diggs's point that they, they had an identity. Like there was we had a formula, we knew who we were, and then all of a sudden, Jerry Strotsky, to his credit, was pounding the table since about week eight or week nine. This offense has no identity, and none of us wanted to talk about it because it's like, no, we got Josh Allen. We got to like we got another. and it's like he's like they don't know what they want to do, and they don't know what they want to do well. We, you and I, and all of us that are listening to this don't know why that happened. So is that the head coach who is, hmm, I'm I'm really, I don't want to get off track, but I want to at least stack what I'm trying to say. The head coach does not go into a defensive coordinator's office and say, oh, by the way, Kair Elam isn't playing this week on game day. So the head coach doesn't list, like make the inactive list and then give it to his coordinators. The head coach does absolutely go into the coordinator's offices and be like, hey, we're doing this, we're doing that. I want to see us doing these things. I think we're mm-hmm. capable. We have the ability. So we aren't privy to those conversations. Doug Whaley We're not privy to those conversations. All that to say this to me, Ken Dorsey's on a short leash, right? Like, I don't think they're firing Ken Dorsey. I don't think you do fire Ken Dorsey. I don't think that that even speaks well to your players. Unless Josh Allen is in McDermott's office going,
0: Ken, isn't the guy. Support for this show comes from Sylvan learning. and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
1: Right, which is possible. I mean, it's not outside the realm of possibility that Josh Allen takes three, four weeks off, five weeks off, and then goes back to, to work, and when he gets back to Buffalo, and he meets with Sean for lunch, and is like, I'm just not sure that Ken and I vibe. And, and, and Sean's going to ask him, well, are there things you can do to get on the same page? And he's either going to, you know, yes, no. Now, if that happens, then maybe you move on from Ken Dorsey. I don't think you do. I think that if the players believe in Ken and what he's trying to do, I think you stay with him. I think that it's, a, you don't want to upset the apple cart that much. However, that doesn't mean, like I said, that he's not on a short leash. If they come out the first five weeks, six weeks of the season, and that offense still looks like they got two left feet, you, you make a move. Right? I mean, I don't, I don't think so
2: um so here's here's the thing with me I think um when you hire a first-time play caller like that Mm -hmm. I think you kind of have an expectation I I think they actually probably expected the team to regress on offense even more than they did I think Mm -hmm. for us to come out and still have the second ranked uh scoring offense in the league I I think it's one of those things where it's almost like okay Ken you know yeah we have Josh yeah we have Stefan Diggs but but no, I mean, you, you did a, you did a good job. We didn't win the last game of the year. You had your worst offensive performance in the biggest game of the year. Uh, but other than that, like your year was successful. You know, they look at success in different ways as fans, you know, me, when I'm, I, I look at success as a super bowl championship. Right. But right. in reality, there are more forms of success for an NFL franchise yeah. and to be 13 and three um, it's, it's a very successful thing for me. What the, the issue that I had with, with Dorsey this season is after Josh Allen hurt his elbow, we continued to, it again, every time we used uh, Gabriel Davis, it was downfield. Every time it was all, all these big shots. Let's, mm-hmm. How about we protect Josh's arm a little bit? You know, he's healing. Mm-hmm. So how about instead of doing that, how about we develop a short passing game? We develop some, some wrinkles where, you know, we protect Josh from himself throwing any interceptions in the red zone. How about we utilize the run game a little bit more? Let's figure out how to get James Cook involved. James Cook involved a little bit more. Let's figure out how to use uh, Naheem Hines. Now, I get it. He wasn't, he came on to of Condon and said, Hey, the playbook is very difficult to learn.
1: Yeah. We know that. Hopefully
2: next year I'll be able to earn some more playing time on the offense, but man, it was, it was difficult to learn. Okay. I can get with that, but how about we use him in that role that we used to use like Zay McKenzie? In he can run a jet sweep. He can run, um, you know what I'm saying? Like he's fast. Like one of the things that the Patriots did, that was so impressive to me, that first game that we played him in new England, they had their defensive guy. They they put Malcolm out there and They basically made a punt return or a kickoff return out of an offensive formation. They got him the ball and they just made it look like a punt or kickoff return. And he just had his way with the bills with his speed. Use Naheem Hines like that. Like just something. I I need to see more wrinkles. But the the first
1: thing, sorry, my bad. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say the first thing I was just gonna just don't forget what you said. I was gonna say the first thing you have to do is teach those wide receivers how to block a wide receiver screen. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> yeah, you've been you've been talking about that all year, <laughs> but but with that being said, like you're right. But also, with that being said, though, I think if you practice it, you get better. Yes. Um, I think with you being in leadership, being in management, uh there's a saying in management: uh the thing that gets managed, or the thing that you pay the most attention to, improves. Mm-hmm. So in practice, hey, we need to work on this screen game. <laughs> like, yep. let's work on instead of because there's no way you're going to make me believe that they're practicing screens and and like that, that's what they're practicing and then all of a sudden they come out and josh's like when you look at josh's chart like his his uh attempts and stuff mm-hmm. it's like now when we're winning it's like our quarterback is the man we're throwing right. all these big plays it's awesome but then like when you look at it it's like okay why don't we have many uh completions within five years i i kept pounding the table talking about the first few weeks of the season we were getting digs the ball. He, he had 12, 13 receptions and half of them. He were catching, he was catching them within five yards, seven yeah. yards of the, yeah. of the, the line of scrimmage. Right. Let, let's control the clock and move the ball. Let's do that. And I, I just don't understand. So
1: Yeah, R.J. RJ Melvin, and I, I just have the perfect follow-up, and, and you know this already, but R.J. says, I guess I, I don't understand if we know this, why don't they know it? And it, it's just the stuff that we're talking about. And this goes back to having Steve Tasker on the John Fina show. And I led Steve Tasker and didn't expect him to do what he did. I said, Steve, with the amount of success that opposing offenses have had running wide receiver screens against our defense, he literally then said, why can't our offense run one? (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) yes, (laughs) exactly that. I mean, even Steve Tasker can see it. Not that he shouldn't be able to, but like, this is kind of where we all are. And I guess the question that we have to begin to ask ourselves, and and, and I put this in the in the text that you, <laughs> that you, no, I love
2: Steve, man. <laughs> the
1: the text the texting that you and I were kind of going back and forth, you know. And I didn't really know how to word it, but and we'll move on from the bills after this one. Oh, I want to talk about Jordan's contract a little bit, as far as just situation. Um, we can we can make this a kind of a short little segment, but
2: you can start my feelings. I don't I don't want to talk about.
1: It. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I just want I just wanted to know if there was any rumbling. <laughs> or news no pun intended rumblings or news out there um but josh allen i mean are, I, I don't remember exactly how i said it in the text i could probably look it up but are we about to approach or are we approach i saw that that's a great comment are we approaching a situation where the atmosphere the environment the quarterback environment for josh allen and the buffalo bills is just going to put him in a situation where this is kind of our lot in life, right? I asked several people, are we going to be the Dan Marino in a world of Jim Kelly and John Elway, where we're the quarterback that doesn't go, right? Are we going to be, some people said Phillip Rivers, although Josh's skill set is not Phillip Rivers. Those are two completely different humans. But Phillip Rivers is a a good example. He's probably going to go to the Hall of Fame, great quarterback, but could never get past, right? Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. I just, what concerns me is you look at Joe Burrow, you look at Pat Mahomes, and now Jalen Hurts is coming up. Justin Herbert is still out there. There's some good... Mm -hmm amazing quarterbacks out there and you want to have that guy we freaking have that guy but in your opinion what is the atmosphere the environment for quarterbacks and is it something that josh can overcome this team he can't do it by himself right that we've realized josh goby superman is not gonna work
2: man now okay so you, you bring up a great point so i think back to like the early two thousands and I feel like that was like the running back era. Like mm-hmm. recently. Yeah. You know, you had Ladanian Thomason. You man. had uh, you know, I could probably name like six off the top We're just like, Adrian Oh Peterson. man, Adrian Peterson Adrian. had his way. Um, I know Terrell, you know, um Marshall Falk like you just had it was the running back era so it's yeah. like if you yeah. had a team and you had the running back it was like okay you got it then just past that it turned into the wide receiver era so if you had a Randy Moss mm-hmm. if you had a Megatron if you had a yeah. so it's like okay now it's the quarterback it's always the quarterback era but like now it's really the quarterback era yep. so yep. if you if you have one of those guys um, it's gonna be ultra competitive to build around him to make things happen. And I think, you know, the Buffalo Bills were ahead of schedule and I think they did mm-hmm. the right thing by going to get Stefon Diggs. Now you look at the Eagles, they go get AJ Brown mm. and they, you know, they bolster up the offensive line. I think the Eagles have the best offensive line in football. Yes. You know, you you do that for Josh Allen and I think we can we can skate through the season. Right. Right. I really do. If you go yeah. and get the best offensive line for Josh Allen, like dude, he's going to he's going to break every passing record in the league if he has time to Mm -hmm. actually now the climate around the league you just mentioned a bunch of quarterbacks that are really good and they're getting better um the one that i'm now obviously patrick mahomes is at the top you got joe burrow at the top man the jaguars yeah trevor lawrence they got calvin ridley coming back next year we saw zay jones probably best season this year we saw uh what's the other guy kirk uh christian kirk have the time he had the season of his career and now you add Calvin Ridley to that, you have a three-headed monster down there mm-hmm. for, for and then you have a run game. You have a very good run game. I just we got it we gotta hit in the draft. If there's a free agent, if if there's a free agent to hit on, you gotta hit. If if you can make a trade, I know everybody is ready to kind of give up on certain players,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I would I would absolutely think about trading Ed Oliver. If you can trade an Ed Oliver and get a D hop. I get it. It's a it's a year or two rental because he's older. I'm with I, it. I don't care if you can get a de-hop or if you can get uh you know. don't even know who else is available right now but it's like when you when you have those conversations if you can get a weapon for josh allen that can pair nicely with stefan diggs you do it yeah you do it you absolutely do it
1: i heard somebody read the list of potential or the actual list of free agent wide receivers that are going to be available to include some guys that were going to be roster cuts and the list is long there's nobody out there that's like oh my gosh like there's nobody out there that's necessarily like D Hop, but it's a huge list all that to say this that it should drive down the wide receiver market a little, you would hope that it won't be everybody's eighteen million or twenty one million dot like you know <laughs> what we're paying Stefan Diggs and what Brandon Cooks is. Getting. Dude, that's the thing that's funny to me. Like all the people talking about Brandon Cooks, it's like that dude's on the books for eighteen mil. Like, <laughs> there's no Brandon Cooks in my world, not for eighteen million dollars, right? I think right.
2: he's gonna get cut though. You know, I don't think he's. I don't uh, think he's gonna get that. Now, I tell you what though. Um, when you look at that, and it's like you're, you're talking about these. these we had this conversation earlier in the year because he went on his, his free agent tour. Yeah. I'm still okay with Odell Beckham jr. Same. Same. Now I'm not saying bring him in for that, that cost. I don't Mm. want him for that cost, but you, you have him and you put him in that Cole Beasley slot position.
1: Yeah.
2: Give me, give me that. And then put Gabe on the outside. Like let, then you can stretch the field with Gabe.
1: I think, I think that only works because you can move all three of those guys around right so yeah. if, if but if it's a situation of he never leaves that slot because because obj can play the boundary we know that and that's 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 the thing so if you can get a guy and then move you know uh you know move uh davis inside of obj it just changes the complexity of the offense and, and it doesn't put you know gabe on with the second best or the best corner that the teams yeah. have and this is what's difficult too is because we love gabe davis right and i don't I'm not overly comfortable with the, the gay bashing that's been going on for the last several months. I've been there with everybody else that he's not a number two, at least right now. I don't know that he's going to make it past next year, right? Next year's his last year under contract with us. I don't know that the bills necessarily re-sign him for the money that he's going to want or or probably maybe command. I just, I, they just got to do something. I, I don't know where I was going with that. They just got to. It's okay. They, they got to do something
2: for the record. And I'm saying this proudly. And I know it sounds like I'm a hater, but I was first on that. Gabe Davis is not a number two wide receiver yeah. trade. Yeah. You know, it, and I got beat up for that take as well, but it's like, look, beat me up all you want to. The, the fact is he had a 50% drop rate. He had uh, several plays where the jets game, if he made that catch, Very likely the Bills win that game against the Jets in Mm -hmm. in East Rutherford. Uh, There's a very realistic, there's a a drop touchdown in the, was that the playoff game against Miami? He dropped it, like
1: literally Josh put it and hit him like. Dolphins game. So it's just like so many, there's so many examples. There was a one along the sideline, uh, the left sideline. He was on the boundary that hit him. I don't remember what week it was. Uh, Same thing, but it's just, there was, there was too many. we we need to
2: do more for josh
1: 50 percent is a problem right that nobody should be dropping the football at 50 percent um the drive stalls the drive kills like just the the out of rhythm what it does to your entire team yeah it's just tough let's uh before we talk about the super bowl uh coming up real quick um do you have any information that you can share just about jordan i know jordan's saying i don't know where the bills are in the organization i don't know if they want me back or not but here we go.
2: No, it's um i i i he's being very honest when he says that it's yeah, um i think quiet. at the moment like yeah the bills are obviously doing their they're working but at, it's i think it's quiet until after today i think yeah. um i think everybody was kind of like okay we're gonna let josh take his break he'll go play golf kind of heal up a bit do whatever he's doing uh, i think everybody is kind of just like all right the super bowl is coming and mm-hmm. then after that i think you'll start to hear some news within this week or next week coming up but um i just I don't think it's likely that we uh, see Jordan Poyer in a Buffalo Bills uniform again. I
1: just don't. I mean, the the, the good news. So let's start with the good news. They're saying Demar Hamlin is going to play football again, which you and I, we I don't mm-hmm. I don't know that I ever put it out into. I may have tweeted it once, but you and I talked about the fact that I was I just about the fact that he could play someday again. Um, that which is all positive. So Demar potentially playing maybe even next year helps. I just man, I I just in fairness
2: in fairness so in fairness um with respect to what he went through on the field and yeah. and now with respect to everything that he's doing off the field i i wasn't the hugest demar hamlin fan as a safety though you know i feel like there was a major drop off um obviously since micah hyde was out and they tried to kind of shuffle it around to figure out the best player to put back there demar and he ended up being the best option that we had but I still would have preferred to upgrade him. So now you're going to talk about okay, let's say Mike is back and he's completely healthy and he's, let's just say he's exactly the same. I don't yep. know yep. if he will yep. or won't be. Yep. So now you take out Jordan. We're going to have another year of one side of the field not having the same level of play. Yeah. And to me, that's an issue. And like I said, with all respect to, to DeMar Hamlin and everything he went through, when we start, get back to talking about football, do you really want DeMar Hamlin to be your starting safety? now he might grow like you know what i'm saying like people yeah. evolve he, he's a young player still but what i saw this past season before the injury i wasn't um i feel like every time there was a big play to be made in the secondary like that it was on the side that jordan wasn't <laughs> so you know we're gonna go through that again with micah high and so mike is gonna be on the field and it's gonna be on the opposite side now jordan yeah. got beat yeah. up in the cincinnati game you know like he got eight like that one play i think it was jamar chase scored or is t higgins maybe i can't remember like the first touchdown so i get like jordan's not perfect but you look at the entire season jordan jordan did his job very well early. yeah
1: for sure for, for just, me demar the demar piece is about the drop off the drop off from jordan to demar is nowhere near as big as jordan to jaquan johnson like that drop amen is huge like jaquan johnson can the 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 starting safety team for the buffalo bills in 2023 cannot be micah hyde coming off of neck surgery fusion surgery and jaquan johnson that can't be it it just can't and i don't know that i mean can they can they strike gold like they did with micah hyde and jordan poyer five years ago now five four or five years ago whatever it's been can they go find two guys that are draft castoffs jordan primarily only played special teams with the browns micah played with the green bay packers but he clearly they didn't do much to keep him and the bills struck gold with those two players uh, can they do that again at a good price i don't know it can it be cap friendly like from a free agent or do they draft a guy right third round you draft in a safety third round and expecting him to play at jordan poyer level
2: well let me ask you this because um there's a projection of what jordan's contract should be i was looking for it now i can't Every quite find
1: it i've seen is way too low and that's what i think um i think that i've seen at, basically same like thing, jordan's 11 Edmonds is like 12 i'm like uh nope <laughs> and then good. really
2: the one that i've seen for tremaine i think is is low especially with what the ravens did out there when they extended their guy mm-hmm. i feel like it, it kind of bumped up the expectation for all these linebackers so you know breaking my heart I don't know if we get Tremaine or Jordan back next year you know what I mean which
1: Breaks uh, my heart if they're not getting if they're not bringing Tremaine. So they are so Tremaine centric. It's not even funny. This defense only works. I, he- I heard somebody talking about it this past week. This defense only works because of Tremaine Edmonds and what he brings as a skill set, like kind of to the defense at that position that he plays. So like they, I don't remember who it was now. They were saying literally, if they don't bring Tremaine back, you're probably going to see a traditional four three out of this defense, and they're going to be playing different football. I like it. Now you might like that because you 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 know at a fine. lot of people might like it because
2: at of the five time. two, well Nick- the nickel I understand some people don't like the nickel mm. defense I me personally I would only get away from the nickel defense if you have a linebacker that you trust more than Taron Johnson. It's it- Do I think Taron Johnson? Now mm. it might it might work out to let's say he has the skill set. Put Taron Johnson back there at safety. And then we get a linebacker and we change that to a four three and it's a little different. And he's still, when you still got your best player on the field. Yeah. I just don't, I don't know. I don't know how the team feels and if that, if, if that's possible.
1: I still, I still think Taron Johnson is, it was last year. I think that he ran, he rated out as like a top 10 safety, like number er, top 10, sorry, corner. So not, not, not nickel corner corner. Like he was like eighth in the, like in the country, or I should say in the league as far as that goes. I don't think Taron Johnson is the problem it's the it's the it's the defensive formation and having that extra big body when we're playing a crazy running back like a Jonathan Taylor that's when it's a problem for me and i think the bills if you look at across it more times than not that's when it's become a problem i don't want to pull Taron johnson necessarily off the field ever right so it's just one of those things but yeah autumn says got to remember demar was only in his second year and his first time starting that is absolutely true young young player super super young player um we'll see yeah. I, I don't i don't see a way that they can't that they don't sign tremaine i don't see a way that they don't sign jordan i think they, i think they got to have both those guys back
2: man i'm praying and i'm and, and i agree with autumn but but that's why i said you know i understand that he's young and he could you know develop more and become a bigger part of the defense but yeah um I'll be honest with you I want to see another year of Jordan and Micah it's like that's what I want and I want I want tremendous. but again we also I, I understand um you know you fall in love with these players and you fall in love with the results that we've had over the several mm-hmm. you know over the last few years but these guys are getting older yeah, so at yeah. some point you do have to because I mean I'm sure if every everybody in their heart yeah, we would love to have Thurman Thomas back in the backfield with, jo- with Josh Allen. It's not possible. <laughs> not These possible. guys are getting older. It just won't work. But, but I just, I don't know. I think certain draft when you drafted DeMar, mm. nobody looked at DeMar as like, oh, he's going to be a game changer. Nobody yeah. looked at him as like, oh, you got a top three safety in this year's draft. No. So, and again, some guys outperformed those projections. Jordan absolutely did. Mm. Mike absolutely did. But I, I, just, I just don't know
1: yeah i was gonna you you said that and you're like you know thurman with jim kelly i was like give me josh allen and travis henry josh allen and wills mcgahee right we
2: could we could go through running backs again. we
1: had (laughs) Josh, but the buffalo
2: so again i said there was the running back era we had like four in a row yeah you give me cj i know he he lacked a vision at time you give me cj spiller with josh allen you give me uh uh you give me come on man you you go out there and and beast mode with josh Adler. give me a beast mode <laughs> future hall josh of Famer Mark
1: lynch is that what you're talking about right now future on, man. Hall like uh, so let, let's uh let's jump over to this football game and spend the last couple minutes just kind of talking i know you've gotten to talk about it a lot so i'm gonna let you go first because i'm just really interested in kind of i'm easy give me a good football game do i want the eagles to win yes but give me a good football game where are you at just kind of on this football game
2: i actually want the chiefs to win really yeah i want the chiefs to win i so i'm 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 maturing as a, as a fan of football to the point where I can root for players and I can root for teams when my team isn't in there. I I would absolutely love to see Patrick Mahomes. um, now I want Josh Allen to compete for years to come, and I want him to be in that conversation, like the to Tom Brady and the the Peyton Manning. But it, it warms my heart to see these young guys uh, start to put themselves in conversations like yeah. that. And and for yeah. Patrick Mahomes to kind of, you know, you get two Super Bowls, you get two MVPs, you might get two Super Bowl MVPs. Yeah. So yeah. to put himself in a, in a rare conversation, I think would be awesome to see. And and to be honest with you, I I love Andy Reid. I just think Andy Reid is, you know he he's he's a brilliant offensive mind and um i like travis kelsey i think he's one of the funniest uh one of the most entertaining athletes in the game i like their defense their, their defensive coordinator is spags you know he, he's in his bag all the time i think they're tough mm-hmm. so yeah no i'm actually rooting for the chiefs to win this one man i I think that the chiefs are the model of what the buffalo Bills should be looking to do with the buffalo with with the roster over the next several years
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm all kinds of petty. Um <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> you know, it's the it's uh it's the Batman, you know. Some people just like to watch the world burn. I'm that guy. Um like literally Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. The last thing I want to see is Pat Mahomes, five straight AFC championship games, three Super Bowl appearances with two Super Amen. Bowl wins, two or three MVP. It's just like, I don't need another Tom Brady in my life. I dealt with Tom Brady for 17 years. Okay. I, I just don't need another Tom Brady in my life. Go ahead. So Joe. No, I'm just saying, but hey, like,
2: you got to do it. You know, like, yeah. it's the same. Like, think about, so, Tom Brady. Now think about Peyton Manning. At some point, Peyton had to do it. He had to beat Tom Brady. Yep. And, you know, yeah, so- but, I don't want,
1: but it's that's a great question. It's a great, it's a great, it's a great setup for this question, which I was thinking about yesterday when I knew that we were going to do this show. So okay. you, you walked me right into it. Is one enough? You're, 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 you're Peyton Manning and you're Tom Brady. So we're Josh Allen and we're Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes is going to win seven. The Bills are going to win one. Are you good with one? Was one enough? With Josh well, Allen talent I, with the talent I, of Josh Allen is one enough.
2: I asked this question on Twitter the other day. I, I put up a poll and I said, Um, are you good with one Super Bowl or do you need to be competitive and, and win multiple? Mm. I'm gonna tell you, Joe. I'm I'm gonna give me one before I die.
1: It's it's weird because for me, if it's a if it's a round robin type of a thing where every year somebody difference went in and blah 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 blah, one is great. If it's super like competitive and like parody is real in the NFL, like that's fine. If it's one dude, and like yeah, sure you won one that one year that Mahomes was hurt or was off his game, you know what I mean? It's just yeah, I don't. I, Getting to the Eagles, so tra- there's a lot of storylines inside the Eagles that I like. So Nick Sirianni's from Jamestown, so he's a Western New Yorker. I like that. Um, Jalen Hurts is a surprise to me. We we started this show this year talking about all the other quarterbacks around the league, and I said I didn't – I said I don't understand the the uh, Trey Lance, and I don't understand Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts hasn't arrived, and Trey Lance hasn't even found the building yet. And I, we were both kind of in the same spot. But Jalen Hurts, Trey Lance got hurt, and then Jalen Hurts has become like – He's right there as far as that goes. Um, the offense they run looks wildly similar to the to the 2020, 2021 Brian Dable, Josh Allen offense. So to me, there's a lot of like, I've seen that play before. I've seen that play before, like, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Um, and and then just there's just a there's just an air, there's just an arrogance about Kelsey and Mahomes. And I love Andy, Andy Reid. And who doesn't love Hey Kool-Aid? I love Andy Reid. But I just yeah. <laughs> but you know, I want
2: the Bills to have that arrogance, like I want, like the way you're talking about the Chiefs and you're like, I don't like it because of the arrogance and there's the thing. I want the Bills to like be that good, like do it. But I mean, <laughs> if we're not there, I'm, I can't. You know, I get. But market. see, I. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like to me, it's like when 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 you're that good, it's i can't be mad at you for 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 filling well, that that no, that's
1: what's weird i think it's it's a has versus the have-nots and we've been have-nots for so long that just there's an aspect of like they have pat mahomes travis kelsey chris jones they're not so good they have three players three See, yeah I, I don't know if that's and, accurate. Andy, and andy reed
2: i don't know if that's accurate i feel like um I feel like we look at the team like that, but if you look at the stats, you look at who Mahomes has been throwing to and how he's been distributing the ball. I think they built a well-rounded offense. Yeah, they did. And I think, you know, so I think they don't, they might not have the Tariq Hill anymore. You know what I mean? But Mm. they replaced this production with three guys. And if, and if Tony can stay healthy, I'm going to tell you, if Tony can stay healthy, that's going to be dangerous.
1: Yeah. So, it was it was it was Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes, and then 2020 Josh Allen like crept up there, and then 2021, and then you know then then the playoff game, right? Which people say is the greatest playoff game in NFL history. It wasn't the greatest playoff game. The first three quarters of that game wasn't that great. The first half was boring, and then the, the last quarter of the game in like was insane. Mm-hmm. And then we all led ourselves to believe that, and so did the league. Allen is right there with Mahomes, and I just don't feel like Allen is right there with Mahomes right now. Do you agree? I think with he
2: that? is. I think he is. When I you, think you our it.
1: you talked about the, the, the distribution, the, the throw. Not, I think well, he has the but, ability. I just think that there's whether it's coaching or or what go ahead.
2: No, I think Josh is there. I think our play calling isn't there. Yeah. I think when you have Andy Reed versus Ken Dorsey calling the plays, yeah, or Eric Bieniemy versus Ken Dorsey calling the plays. I think that they, they call plays to put like so the routes that are ran aren't putting Patrick Mahomes in a position to throw an interception in a red zone when he's in the 40, like, so I just think they put him in a better position to be successful based on what he's able to do. And yeah, Josh has the, he has a cannon. He can throw it anywhere on the field. Mm -hmm. However, he also, you know, he can fit it in windows that most people can't put Josh Allen in a position to where, you know, as much as I was difficult on uh, Isaiah McKenzie, give Isaiah McKenzie some, some short pass and plays that will allow him to use his speed to, to, Get out of there. Let's define Diggs. So put Josh in the same position to, to move the ball the same way Patrick Mahomes does. And I think that that Josh Allen will absolutely still be there. I just think that right now we're, we're like I said, we're calling the plays like it's Madden in real life. And I don't understand yeah. it.
1: Yeah. So this football game, uh, give me a good game, right? So if it's a, if it just give me a good game, I don't want to see six to three. I don't want to see nine to three. I don't want to see 45 to three. I want to see a good football game. That's back and forth, goes down to the wire. It doesn't have to be super high scoring. There can be punts, but give me a good football game. And that what you're hoping for.
2: Yeah. And, and my pick, uh, my bet, I said, I was going to, it was going to be a uh, chiefs, 31 to 20,
1: 31 to 20 for the chiefs. I don't even know what to expect. I want to see the Eagles win. Um, I think if 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 football purists be right, if, if football is true and football purists be accurate, then, you know, it. what happens in the trenches matters. If that's the case, the Eagles have the better offensive line. They've got the better defensive line. Uh, it means the Eagles should win this football game. But on the other side of the football is Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, who cannot be covered, even when okay. he doesn't get the football. He's still open. Like, you go to see the Bills, you you go see the Chiefs play football, and when the ball doesn't go to Travis Kelsey, he's roaming around over the other side of the field all by himself. It's like, what is going on? Somebody cover that guy. It's crazy. So I don't get it. I don't get it either. Um, So when you're talking about just score predictions, for me – I I think both teams score in the 30s. So I I think you're probably right or high 20s, low 30s. But I want to see, I'd like to see the Eagles come out the other side. So what's interesting is the running game, Miles Sanders, Pacheco may not really matter in this game, right?
2: I think Pacheco will matter. You think so? Yeah. I think, I think uh, Sanders is more of a red zone type, type of, um, type of weapon. But I think Pacheco, they've been using him a little bit differently. And I think, I I I think he's going to surprise you. I do. But, but look, I, I know we got to go, you know, it's, it's, the show is pretty much over now, but I tell you, I, I just, I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. And we talked about quarterback play earlier. And as much as I like Jalen Hurts, I love the guy. Like he's athletic. He he, he can throw the ball, yeah. but you got to realize he didn't have a, he didn't throw 35 touchdowns or you know, 40 touchdowns. And, you know, he, he had 20, I think 21 or 22 touchdowns this year.
1: Yeah, he was injured. What did he miss three games? three games. You wouldn't have thrown 9 or 10 touchdowns in those three. Right. Games, so so that's yeah.
2: what I'm saying like he he he's not like blowing me away with this arm talent, but i, I he's good. He's a he's a really good quarterback, but Patrick Mahomes is great. So yeah. um when it comes down to the biggest games of the year like this, the Super Bowl, I'm going I'm always going to pick the team with the better quarterback.
1: Yep. Yep. I uh I don't disagree even though we lost four Super Bowls with the better quarterback. <laughs> true. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> but
2: but you know how i feel about jim i don't think jim is i think jim is i think he's really really he was a really really good quarterback i don't think he yeah. was great
1: yeah hey uh this was fun so uh i'm excited and it killed an hour of time so that's an hour that i don't have to sit there waiting for the game to start because we still have what we got two and a half or three and a 23 three hours, three, hours. And a half, yep. yeah, three and a half hours but uh yeah why don't you get why don't you uh take us home while i get uh the uh the out thing ready to go
2: all right. Well, enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. Don't drink and drive. Eat as much pizza as you can. Yes. Take some pictures of some bar bill for me because I'm missing them today. I love you all. Y'all already know how we do it over here. Y'all love each other. Take care of each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive, test negative. Go Bills. Go Bills.
1: Mm-hmm.